You are listening to the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. These talks are made possible in part by generous donations from our listeners. To find out how to support and take part in our community, visit zennovascotia.com. So as some of you may know, or maybe all of you know, uh, we've been trying this last month to buy a house. And uh, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened, even though we keep trying to buy the house. And it's, it's been an interesting uh, experience for me in terms of attachment, of course, because now we've spent a long time trying to buy this one house, right? And... Uh, our field of vision has gotten very narrow. You know, it's, it's easy to get kind of myopic about this. And we've put so much energy into this one house that even when we look at other houses, we think, oh, but it's not that house, right? So there's that. But w- what I wanted to talk about tonight is another phenomenon that I see a lot in the process of doing this. And that's that there are There are two narratives around this house that I hear almost every day, either inside my home or when I step out. The first has to do with this attachment that, you know, every time we we try to advance this deal and nothing happens, there's not only this disappointment, but there's this feeling that something is wrong, right? Because we deserve this house. This house, we've put so much energy into this house at this point, mentally. You know, we've imagined our kids growing up in this house. We've painted their rooms in our minds, right? We've fixed up the kitchen. We replaced the stove. We've done all sorts of things to this house, mentally. And so the fact that somehow we're not able to get this house feels as if the world is, is askew. There's something not quite right. right? And, and sometimes we hear this from other people too. They say, oh, that house should be yours. Right? Something's off. The world is broken. That's one narrative. The other narrative that we hear often is people who say very sweetly, the right house will reveal itself to you. Trust me, a few months from now, the perfect house will show up and you will be so glad that you didn't get this house. This is very similar to this this thing about how when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. This is a fantasy we have. (laughs) Most often the teacher has been appearing for a long time, but the student just wasn't ready. It isn't that one magically created the other. It's that the student opens their eyes. In the same way, until this year, I wasn't prepared to buy a house. I'm sure a lot of nice houses, I'm sure my dream house has gone by 50 times, right? There's a story that the world is not right. And there's another story that the world is just right, right? So either destiny is playing itself out in a broken way, or destiny is playing itself out 
perfectly. I just can't see it yet. It's okay or it's not okay. And I have to remind myself when I encounter either story, and sometimes I'm the one telling one of these stories, I have to remind myself that okay has nothing to do with it. I can say that it's not okay, or I can say that it's okay. But those are just, that's just me drawing on top of something. It doesn't matter what I think about it. That's what's so easy to forget. It doesn't matter if I think that everything is going right. It doesn't matter if I think that everything is going wrong. I come back over and over to this phrase, ski kirai kanke nai. It means preferences don't matter. Ski kirai kanke nai doesn't mean deal with it. It also doesn't mean don't have preferences. You can have preferences. You can prefer chocolate over vanilla. Just realize that that preference isn't real. You can prefer chocolate over vanilla, but in the moment that you're handed vanilla, it doesn't matter if you prefer chocolate. And if you cling to the fact that you do, you're actually creating an obstacle between yourself and reality. Which is what we do all the time. It's our most basic instinct, our most basic narrative impulse is to say, that's okay or that's not okay. That's what I like, that's what I don't like. That's good, that's bad. That's as it should be, that's a little bit off. doesn't matter. I think it's hard to hear and it's, it's easy to misunderstand this idea because we can look at all the horrible things that might happen to us or all the horrible things that might happen to someone else. But we have preferences about that. We would prefer that those things not happen. And so to say, well, preferences don't matter... It seems, one, it seems awfully passive. But it can also just seem uncaring. What's hard about this idea is that your preferences do matter five minutes from now. In the sense that you can have a preference and you can try to affect change. You can try to shape the way things are going. But five minutes from now, if things went the way you hoped they did, that's great. It just doesn't matter if you think it's great. And if things didn't go the way that you wanted them to, well, that's too bad, but it also doesn't matter that you think that. Because in that moment, it's no longer five minutes from now, it's now. And now, preferences don't matter. They only create a filter so that you can't quite see things clearly. You see things in terms of celebration or you see things in terms of disappointment. 
instead of seeing them as they are. If we don't see them as they are, how can we skillfully try to make them better five minutes from now? There's an exercise that I started doing maybe 20 years ago, which is that when I feel, I say, especially when I feel uh, that I'm the victim of something, you know, when I feel that I'm being wronged, once I get my head together a little bit, and maybe that takes me a little bit of time, I'll sit down and I try to tell myself the story without ascribing any feelings to the other people involved. I tell myself the story in the most documentary way that I can. This person said this. And then I said this. And then they said this. It's very difficult to do. And it takes time. It's hard to do the first time because the first time you want to say. And then she got this stupid idea in her head about this and this. And so she said this, if you can believe that. And so you have to go back and you say, okay, I'm going to take out all the stuff about the stupid stuff in her head. And I'm just going to say what she said. And I'm not going to describe the quality about how she said it. Because that really has nothing to do with anything. That's my story about how she said it in a mean way. Right? I'm just going to read the script. Her part and my part. And then I get to, okay, and then the conversation ended here. And then I left. And then the next day this happened. And if I can do that, what I find inevitably is that the stories are really boring. Right? The things that seemed so dramatic, the things that that consumed my mind, are 99% my way of telling the story. And they're 1% what actually happened, which is the two people talked. Maybe they disagreed. That isn't something that anyone ever taught me to do, you know, in a monastery. But it feels relevant to me, to this teaching about no preferences. Preferences aren't just liking one thing more than another. It's about how we color everything. It's whether we we make things red or blue. We give things hot colors and cool colors. We have an opportunity. And Zazen is not the only opportunity, but it's, it's one particularly good one to really face this idea. One, because we can let go a little bit about that five minutes from now. Five minutes from now, you're still going to be sitting right here. <laughs> right? So you can let go for the moment of that pressure, that drive, that feeling that you need to be fixing the world. And then you can just 
confront what you think is wrong and what you think is right. And if you confront it honestly, if you confront it directly and really look at it, that wrong and that right start to dissolve. And you're just left with what was always there. To say that this practice is about moving beyond preferences, that short sentence, it's pretty good. It's hard to come up with a better summing up than that at least day to day. And I'm still working on it. I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.